monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the t- take two of the 57. Fuck's sake. We just recorded a three minute intro and then I discovered I hadn't plugged in the mics. I left him for half an hour to check to, to get this set up. I set he... everything else up. Looked up for the mics. Anyway, welcome to uh, the 52nd episode, the year anniversary of Bride of the Creature with me, the creature, Joey G. You think you'd get this right by a year? And beside me, as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. Which, if you couldn't tell already, we're very much in love. Today we are celebrating our 13th anniversary of being together, and we've never Uh, been more in love. (laughs) You fucking asshole. You're the one who Accidents happen. You've made mistakes. Shh, don't yell. You're going to wake him up. The the spawn of creature? You're dead. Son of creature. You're the one who says spawn. Anyway, son of creature. I did not wake him up. Anyway, uh, happy anniversary, asshole. Happy anniversary, love. But a more interesting anniversary as well. If you'll recall correctly, Nicole, this is, so this is our 52nd episode, which would make it one year of pods, right? One full year, one episode a week, kind of. Because mm-hmm. if you'll remember correctly, we did four episodes uh, at our previous home network of Flash Fact. Yes. And then that dissolved into a fiery inferno. It did. And then there was a brief hiatus, and we came back better than ever as the Geek Stampede, Bride of the Creature podcast. Here at geekstampede.com. And since then, until the baby was born, we hadn't missed a week, if I remember correctly. We were, like, bang on accurate. Right. And then, we missed, I think we missed two or three weeks because of the baby, and then another two also because of the baby. But otherwise, we've been regular as clockwork for, you know, a full year, basically. And this is our 52nd episode, and welcome to it. It was your pick. And I picked The Innkeeper. You picked The Innkeepers, which is a ghost movie. Uh, directed by Ty West, which brings me to my next milestone. The first episode when we came back, our first Geek Stampede episode, was The House of the Devil, episode 5, which was also directed by Ty West. So it's sort of uh, uh, apropos that we would uh, we would return to Ty West, who was also the first director we have done more than one film from. So we're just celebrating all over the place. Milestones all over your face, neck, and chest. So... Without any further ado, we're going to have a listen to what the trailer for The Innkeeper sounds like. Do you know the story of Madeline O'Malley? She was the woman that died here in the hotel. She hung herself after her fiancé stood her up on their wedding day. And ever since then, people have reported seeing the ghost of Madeline O'Malley roaming the hallways waiting for her lover. Some say she's even looking to take up a new one. This is our last weekend open, so we've got to find some proof that Madeline O'Malley really exists before this place closes down. I have my microphone so we can make do with EVP investigations. Yes, I like a room for the night. Since the hotel is practically empty, we might have a good chance of making some real contact. What was that? Did you hear that? 
you want to communicate with the spirits in this hotel, I can help you do that. What do they want? To live. You mustn't go down into the basement. Under a blanket of So that was the trailer for The Innkeepers from 2011, directed by Ty West, who is a fan. No, we're a fan of his. I don't think he's ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think but so. But I would assume, since, you know, since no one has, that he also wouldn't have. Anyway, we had seen House of the Devil. He also directed such films as Cabin Fever 2, The Roost, and Trigger Man. And his new film, which is coming out in like a month, is called The Sacrament, which I really want to see. So, who knows, he may be the first director we do three films from. <laughs> he also did a segment of VHS, which, as you know, I'm a big fan which of. Which segment did he do? He did the the scary one, the one about the uh, second honeymoon. Okay. Yeah, the best one. Even though my, it's not my favorite, it's probably the best one. No, I don't think it's the best one. Fine, well, fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Nicole, shall I tell you what The Innkeepers was about? Because I'm sure you don't know. Sure. The Innkeepers is about a girl who is named Claire, played by Sarah Paxton, who is not very good in this movie, but somehow she's incredibly likable and charming, despite the fact that I don't think she's very good. I agree. I would agree with that. Like, some, so many of the choices she makes in this movie are so odd, and the way she behaves are so strange. Like you actually asked if she was autistic. I know. But <laughs> or I, just a bad is she actor. Is autistic or a bad actress? And yet, it wasn't distracting for me. Like, I actually thought that her weird acting kind of... for some, It's the same reason why I thought Kristen Stewart was good in Adventureland, even though she's the worst actress ever. I was just it's like... It's just that awkwardness yeah, worked. It somehow worked for the film, and it did in this as well. So maybe she's a brilliant actress, I don't know. Anyway, and also uh, Luke, Star- which was played by Pat Healy, they're employees of the Yankee Peddler Inn. Uh, a grand hotel that is about to close since its final weekend open. They're the only employees working during its final weekend of operation, and the only guests are uh, an aging former actress, Leanne Reese Jones, played by Kelly McGillis, the hot chick from Top Gun, who has not aged well. <laughs> it hasn't been that long since Top Gun came out. Well, she got older. What do you expect? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis looks like a goddamn goddess. Uh, she's better now than she did in her prime. I know. She's in her prime. Uh, anyway, Kelly McGillis, and um, another guest is a pissed-off mom who has a son who's really only there for comic relief for, like, two scenes, uh, whom she they had left her, the, the husband, because he was abusive, and then she just gets irritated so badly by the staff at this inn that she says the line, come on, we're going back to your father, which I thought was a pretty like funny line. Like, it's better line. to go back to the father yeah, than like, deal oh, with these people. People are fucking idiots, let's go back to your abusive father. I thought that was a pretty funny line. And then the last guest uh, is an old creepy man who shows up in the house uh, insisting on being able to stay in a specific room that is technically not available because it's on a different floor, but they allow him to stay there anyway. Uh, The staff who are staying there are occupying their time in this 
and this hotel has nothing for them to do in it by attempting to find proof of the ghost that apparently haunts the inn that uh, Luke has been talking about forever. And it's basically a series of haunted house tropes played out that they look for and try to record and things like that. So you, that's basically the plot. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I get the impression, based on the fact that you told me so... <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. That you didn't particularly like this film. No, like, I was such a fan of House of the Devil. Me too. And that one also, like, kind of the slow burn, yeah. like, like this one, but with a big reveal, a big build-up at the end. And slow burn is a good way to describe what this movie is. And there was <clears throat> nothing at the end. I was so disappointed. Nicole, this movie is ten times better than House of the Devil. Oh, shut no. up. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not at all. I liked it, but not as much as House of the Devil I loved. This I just Like liked. this had... It, I enjoyed watching it with you. I liked the little, you know, cliche moments. Scared me, obviously. They did. You were scared. You were scared it, it, throughout it, this movie. It did suspense well. It yeah. built up that well. But then the end was just such a letdown. See, it was I just the end. If, the, if something else happened at the end, I would have been happier. I actually liked the end. Well, of course I agree did. it wasn't like a huge climax and I agree that it probably wasn't the best ending and it was definitely the weakest part of the movie but I didn't hate it the way you did why? because I thought it was cool like when she goes down into the cellar and there's the ghost I thought that was pretty creepy I thought it was well done and I liked the effects it was just too simple I think for me it was and I think what you're more upset about is that there was no resolution and there was no explanation for who the ghosts were or what was happening yeah and uh, I don't know, for some reason, sometimes that bothers me. In this case, it didn't bother me at all, because one of the central points of the movie is that not the, the stuff that they think they know about this house and the things they think and they know about these ghosts are completely wrong and made up and have nothing to do with it. It's just a coincidence that the place is actually haunted. Yeah. Be- and, and the fact that she doesn't figure that out after she talks to the psychic, I thought was... <laughs> kind of strange because the psychic basically says that it's not what she thinks it is <laughs> but she just goes yeah I'm sure it is <laughs> <laughs> so again I think she may have been autistic but um, yeah so the fact that there was no explanation and really no information at all kind of didn't bother me what bothered me more was more that this movie was there was nothing really original about it like it was it was a take on an old standard the the scares were old standards. There was nothing really new about it. Yeah. And so, as far as an exercise in haunted house movies, I thought it was a reasonably well done exercise in haunted I house movies. I think I agree with you about the actors. I found them charming, both of them, Luke yeah. and um, what, all of them. And the old the woman, uh, Sarah pa- uh, Claire. Claire, Claire Paxton. Yeah, because I feel like they went farther than I do. But I like to get scared too and I like to talk about ghost things and they mm-hmm. kind of get that like kind of childhood excitement about maybe this possibly being real. And mm-hmm. I, or at least I she could, does. Yeah. As the film goes on, you realize more and more that Luke doesn't believe any of this. He's just trying to fuck Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like that. He's just trying to make sweet, sweet love to Claire. He's interested in being her boyfriend. Yes, this is even nicer. Okay. Be nice. Okay. And anyway, I related to her kind of, her kind of childlike excitement about these mm-hmm. things. I would never walk around with a tape recorder and try to record shit because that's just asking for it, in my yeah. opinion. So I think that you're right. The ending is not spectacular. I do. I mean, I think there's enough clues that it doesn't really matter why it's haunted. The point is, it's haunted, and if you die in the house, you become a ghost. But I think there's like his for that other movie. 
House of the Devil was so smart, so smartly done. I just felt yeah, like this was they didn't really explain of... much at the end of that either. I agree that that's a way better movie, and this is just like a talented filmmaker doing a spin on haunted house movies. But that that end was so much bigger than this one. This one was just a letdown. Uh, fair enough. I, I definitely wasn't let down by it. Uh, in fact, I the very very I mean the, the climax I enjoyed the whole. Uh, um, in the spoiler, basement, yeah, the, her being attacked by ghosts in the basement, and then you finding out what it really was and how she actually died, which was an asthma attack. I got that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You should think I got and that. I wasn't sure because I didn't until I just read it on Wikipedia. I thought the ghost killer. Really? <laughs> and I looked at it like, oh, she had an asthma. That makes sense. And uh, but then I like the very, very in the last shot of her empty room, and then you can sort of see the outline of her ghost standing by the window, and then the door slams. Oh, I didn't see her outline. No, she's standing by the window. It's creepy. Oh, I just saw the door slam. And she slowly turns towards the camera and the door slams really fast. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so again, it's it's nothing more than just an exercise in like a talented horror filmmaker being like, I'm going to make an old school haunted house movie for no money. Like he did it on the cheap and I think it was relatively successful. I liked the luck of the inn. Yeah, I think everything about... I think you liked everything about the movie except for the ending. I think so, like, too. Because I think you were into it, and like, you liked it. Yeah, I was into it. I was even peeking up from under a blanket. Yeah, until the... And you were just disappointed that there was less resolution than you would have hoped for. Yes. That's just me. No, that's cool. I, I don't mind having no resolution. But again, this is not as good as Houses of the Devil. It's my own expectations because of his other movie. Totally fair, because you're right. This movie maybe would be better if we hadn't seen House of the Devil, which is awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, This one, even the girl, maybe it was her, her bad acting, even reminded me of, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And things like that. Yeah. Like, don't go in the basement. I'm going into the basement, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think, yeah. So it certainly doesn't do anything new, but I think it's just another example of how good Ty West is, that he actually made a pretty good movie out of such complete... It did. Sus- you know, it little, does suspense really there. well. So what would you and it give is some it? Fun, some com- fun comedy too. Well, yeah, that's pretty too. Pretty funny and cute. I liked it. I give it a seven. A seven? Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah, I liked it. It's slightly above average for me. Six would be average. I give it um, a five Fair out enough. of ten, just because I was really let down by the ending. You also have to remember how ludicrous my rating system is. Basically, a movie <laughs> I hated gets a six, and a movie I loved gets like a seventy-five. Like I. I'm incapable of giving bad movies, except for The Apparition and the remake of The Haunting. Those were pretty bad. Oh, and The Fucking Pumpkin Carver. That was bad. Fuck that movie. God fucking damn it, I just thought of it again. We said it wasn't even worth... We weren't even allowed to mention it anymore. Fuck, okay, starting now, we don't fucking mention that piece of shit ever again. Got it. (sighs) So anyway, that was The Innkeepers by Ty West. Nicole, it's time to go back to our roots. This is the anniversary episode. It's time to play a little game that I like to call The Following is Based. On a true story. Yay! This episode, the one I always lose following that? is based on a true story, has a subtitle because all these movies are about either ha- he's fine haunted buildings or more specifically haunted hotels. Okay, and so the subtitle is the following is based on a true story: colon Enjoy your sleigh, <laughs> sleigh like murder. Get it? I got it's it. A pun. So Nicole, I'm going to tell you four films that are about what I just said. Yep. One of them is a big, fat, phony. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following is the big, fat, phony and which are true stories, by which I mean real movies. It's only one is fake. Correct. To understand the rules. We've heard this so many times. Yeah. 
Are you ready to play? The following is based on the true story, colon, enjoy your sleigh edition. I'm ready. Film number one. Tourist Trap. A group of young friends stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by the owner of the place, who has the power to control a collection of antique mannequins. I think that's a real movie. Do I think you? I've heard of it. Do you think that? Yes. It doesn't matter what you <laughs> think. This Rock isn't your wrestling. This. The Rock says no. film number two. Okay, film number two. Vacancy. A young married couple becomes stranded at an isolated motel and finds hidden video cameras in their room. They realize that unless they escape, they'll be the next victims of a snuff film. I think that's a real movie, too. I think I heard of it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. This is not your wrestling podcast. Do I look like Ryan? <laughs> film number three. Early checkout. A group of people check into a famous haunted, in quotation marks, hotel for a reality TV show. However, they soon discover the haunting is very real, and they begin to be killed off one by one. Who will remain when dawn breaks? I think that's one you made up. It doesn't matter what... <laughs> Film number four. Why do you think I made that one up? It just sounds like your type of writing. And the title. Early checkout? Think about it. Yeah. Being killed. Yeah. It's a pun. That does sound like me now that you Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it sounds you, like me because I think I you just liked gave it. yourself away. Film number four High Spirits. Also a pun. Shit. Suck on that. <laughs> a frightening tale about a down and out ancient hotel that tries to drum up business by faking a haunting. Naturally, the real ghosts of the manor are none too pleased with this. Just by the way you read that, I think that's the fake. You think High Spirits is the thing? Because you, you talked really fast and you mumbled it. I will say it slower if you prefer. Is that your final answer? High Spirits is the fake? Yes. Nicole, Tourist Trap is a real movie. You have heard of it. and I, I didn't want to put it on here because I'm pretty sure it has been advertised in every issue of Room Org for the yeah. last six months because they've been reissuing it. It's got a great painting cover. Uh, but you're right, it was real. Film number two, Vacancy, is a real movie. And I think we actually might have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Oh, Which made me think, maybe I shouldn't use a spike. I couldn't remember if we had High Spirits. Shit. Is a real movie. Shit. You talked yourself out of it. Early checkout is indeed something that I made up. And then the more I think about it, the more I think that sounds like a good idea. That can't be an original thought. I think that actually is the plot of a Hellraiser, a Hellblazer comic. Which one? The early checkout. I think that the idea of people checking into a haunted place for a reality show and it turning out to be like filled with monsters, I think that was actually in a comic book that I read. Probably. I, think, I can't remember. It's kind of like how all your comedy in high school was Monty Python just ripped yeah, off. Yeah, that I knew I was ripping my... off Monty Python. <laughs> this one, I was like, what a great idea. I should write this. And now I'm like, I think I, somebody else actually did write this. Anyway, as is traditional, you lost the following is based on a true story. I extend my streak, much unlike The Undertaker, who lost at WrestleMania yesterday. All right, well, I've got a game also. You do? Yep. This is unprecedented. In honor of our anniversary. Yeah. Both of them. Um, <laughs> it's a would you rather. Oh my gosh. You we ever... stopped doing those so long ago because they were terrible. Yeah, really, because we couldn't think of good stuff. I've got a good one. I doubt that, but we'll see. Okay. Would you rather, if you had to choose, would you rather stay in the hotel in the innkeepers, the hotel in the shining... Or room 1408 from 1408. 
I don't know what that hotel was called. Is there any other remember. famous like horror movie hotels? I can only think of those three. There's the one from Vacancy. There's the one from High one. Spirits. And there's the one from Early Checkout. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies. Right, so that's... I don't fucking know, okay? That's my point. Uh, well, let's see. The Shining um, is bad news, but the ghosty people can't necessarily hurt you unless you have The Shining. Well, they got... They hurt Jack. I think Jack had a touch of The Shining, though. I think that was one of the reasons why he was vulnerable. But that's the other thing. The ghosts didn't kill anybody. It was Jack who killed people. So maybe I'm not an alcoholic, so I probably would be safe. You are, though. So <laughs> <laughs> am I staying with you or am I by myself? Um, together. We're, I got okay, it. We're on our second honeymoon. Okay, definitely not the not the Shining. Um, <laughs> you think I'd go crazy and kill you? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the Innkeepers is pretty safe, I think, because the ghosts never actually hurt anybody. In the they, and they mostly just had to stay out of the basement. That was like all they had to do. Yeah, and the ghost didn't kill her. She killed herself because she locked herself in and forgot. She couldn't get out. Right. She thought there was a ghost trying to get in. So the Innkeepers one's probably pretty safe. 1408? 1408 is not good because they died in that movie. They both die in that movie, don't they? I know one of the endings they die. And one of the endings they yeah. live. So 1408 would be bad news because you'd be killed. The Shining, you'd kill me. I'm going to go with Innkeepers, plus they could hang out with that autistic chick and we'd have a good time. Because I'm a little autistic myself. You're not. So Stop yes, my that. final, I would say yes, definitely uh, the Innkeepers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Awesome. But I think it would be fun to stay in The Shining because it's like a big playground. Like, Daddy Twins had so much fun in that place. Uh, that's one way to think of it. You've read the sequel to the book, though. Like, he didn't have that much fun. Yeah, but he, like, just run around on his trike and... Yeah, and talked to, like, ghostly chicks and fucking blood came out of an elevator and his yep. dad tried to murder him with a croquet mallet. But the riding the trike part thought would be fun. We could fucking go to the park and you could ride a bicycle. I don't want to ride a bicycle. I want to ride... A, a big wheel? Yeah. Unfortunately, you're a grown-ass woman. They don't make big wheels for you. Um, they do. Have you not seen Nitro Circus? Those are regular-sized big wheels. And they flip those. Yeah. You're to kill yourself. No, I can flip them. I don't doubt you can flip them. I'm <laughs> doubting that you can land on them after flipping them. Um, did you not... Did you guys see the big wheel? They flipped did the Did you bitch. not see the back roll I did in the living room earlier I did, tonight? and then you started like, screaming because you were hurt. Well, just, just one part of my ribs hurt. So the other parts were fine, though? Yep. Gosh, you make a very convincing <laughs> argument. But I'm still going to have to go ahead and say that's all we have time for. <laughs> so oh, I forgot to pick a movie again. I do this every time, Nicole. So our second honeymoon was staying at the innkeeper. Yeah, we're not going to go on a second honeymoon. Why not? I just can't be bothered. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, anyway, well. um, I just want to say that I've had so much fun doing this podcast with you, and I'm, I'm so lucky we get to watch a movie together every week and do it on this show together. I can take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, it brings us to my favorite part of the show, which is when I get to pick the next movie. But I forgot to do it. I had it narrowed down to a couple. Um, okay, there's this movie. Uh, I think it's out. Let me just check. Oh, whatever. Sometimes you forget. Don't you? Never. Don't you, Nicole? Um, okay, yes. It just came out on, on demand. Uh, it is called Stage Fright. Yeah. It is a slasher. Ooh. But with a twist. A twist. It is the first ever... Musical slasher. What? You like musicals now, remember? We saw uh, 
Shh. West Side Story. Quiet. I'm still pretending I hate them. Meatloaf is in it. Oh, I love Meatloaf. Yeah. So it's called Stage Fright. It doesn't come out in theaters till May, but it was released on demand. So uh, Stage Fright. I'm excited. All right. It's a musical, something I love. Joey has dragged me to many musicals over the years. Many. Like three. Hair- I, I, made you, I took you to see Hairspray in the theater, <laughs> which you hated and bitched about, and I liked it, but thanks anyway. Guys and Dolls, which you would have liked if you hadn't been such a turd. No, it was... They just sang about everything. Yeah, it's a musical. Like, what else? What else have I dragged you to? Way too long about things that don't matter. Sweeney Todd. That's the only other musical I think I've ever taken you. I think you have three musicals. I like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> So actually, I have a pretty decent record. One out of three isn't too, too bad. That's pretty bad. Well, if that is the case, then your record on The Following is Based on the True Story is abysmal. Yeah, abysmal. Anyway, yeah, next week we'll watch Stage Fried. So uh, tune in next week to hear me and my wife watch that movie and talk about it on our podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at episode 53, and here's to another 15 years. <laughs> And thank you for being my wife. You're welcome. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for blah, blah, blah. Until next week, I'm the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. You're my wife, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. My wife. Mwah. How my wife. could my wife. this my woman ever decide to wed this man?